You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast. Your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of A Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. And you've made it to another hump day, guys. So that means we have another big Wednesday episode. We received some questions via inbox and also received some questions via email. So we're going to answer those questions here tonight. We're also going to get into a what would Tyrone do scenario and situation again. And this episode is promptly sponsored by Humble Fit and Saran Miller, right? Go to Humble Fit for all of your workout clothing, as well as any sneakers that you have for a hike, a, wor- a lifting session or a running session, right? Anything you need, Humble Fit is your destination for workout clothing. Today's quote of the day comes from Kane Ramsey. He's a life coach that I found while doing some studying and some work on some of the things that I have going on with the relationship coach. And he made this statement in one of his online videos that I took, and I just thought it was amazing. The quote is, people who are the center of their own universe are trapped inside a bubble in their own minds. Again, people who are the center of their own universe are trapped inside of a bubble in their own mind. And that quote is by Kane Ramsey. And for me, that quote means that you you can't be the center of your own world. When you're the center of your own world or you selfishly only think about yourself, you miss out on opportunities to develop intimate relationships with people outside of yourself. And as you guys have heard me say on the podcast before, I firmly believe the quality of your relationships determines the quality of your life. So if you only have a relationship with yourself or you are self-centered and you push people away, there's a pretty good chance that you don't have the healthy relationships that you need to be successful in life, right? So once again, People who are in the center of their own universe are trapped inside a bubble of their own mind. Don't be that person. Question number one received via inbox. Is mutual love attainable between a non-narcissist and a narcissist? Once again, is mutual love attainable between a non-narcissist and a narcissist? In my personal opinion, I would say absolutely not. Right? If you are in a relationship with someone who's a narcissist, they're just looking for opportunities to take advantage of you. Right? There's never... If you're dealing with a narcissist, there's never equal, there's never mutual respect, there's never um, mutual love, as you put it. There's always them looking for opportunities to take advantage of you and somehow blame you for a lot of their shortcomings. So my advice to you, if you're in a relationship with someone who is a narcissist, there's no such thing as mutual love and get out of there as soon as possible. Question number two, I've met someone I really like. We both had the same purpose initially, but then we ended up spending every day with each other for like two weeks straight. He's backed off with that, but still texts and calls me day and night every day. What is he doing? Once again, I've met someone I really like. We both had the same purpose, 
But then we ended up spending every day with each other for two weeks straight. He's back. He's backed off with that, but still texts and calls me day and night every day. What is he doing? I think that's an excellent question to ask him. But in cases in which I've worked with individuals, especially men, when you talk about commitment and you talk about spending a lot of your time together, that's a heavy burden for men who aren't used to that. Right. So men who who are used to being able to casually date and be in and out of your face day and night. That's a very, very different extreme from someone who's literally in your presence 24 seven. So I would invite you to have a casual conversation with him and just see where he is and where he thinks your relationship is going. In a lot of cases, that communication gap ends up causing a lot of assumptions, right? So I talked about some dangerous relationships assumptions before, and one of those critical dangerous relationships assumptions is mind reading, right? So you nor him want to be in a position where you're trying to figure out what your partner's thinking or what your partner's feeling, because like I just said, that causes a gap in communication rather than allow that gap to come into place in your relationship. Have a frank conversation with him and say, hey, what do you see or what's going on? Where do you see us in a few years? Here's where I see us. Do you agree? Have those conversations. I know they can be extremely difficult, but you don't want to waste your time. And it sounds like you're in a very, very um delicate situation where you see things one way and he may see things a different way. The way to eliminate any confusion or to bridge that gap is to have those conversations. Question number three, why do men in relationships become condescending? Once again, that question is, why do men in relationships become condescending? I think when it comes to relationships with men, again, at least in my personal opinion, what I've seen is that men feel like they have to be overly masculine in a relationship and be the protector and provider. And sometimes that that becomes a testosterone overload situation. And not only do they feel like they have to protect and provide for you, they have to talk to you as if you're their child. Now, I've I've been on both sides of the coin, so I can speak to this specifically. If a man really, really loves you and he's not sure how to regulate his emotions, you will get the feeling of being a child to him because that's how men look at the situation. Right. So we're the protectors. We're the providers. This is someone that we love. So we'll protect them and we'll provide for them. Again, it gets lost in translation, though, that you are a human being and you have your own needs as well. And that's where I'm going to challenge you to let this man know whoever you're in a relationship with. Let him know that he's talking to you in a condescending manner. And that's an excellent thing to add to your non-negotiable list. Right. So if you're talking in a condescending manner to me as a gentleman and I explain to you, hey, I don't like that or that rubs me the wrong way. Now it's up to that gentleman again to change that behavior. And in most cases, if he really cares about you and really cares about your personal needs being met, he'll change that behavior or at least take the steps to changing that behavior. Right. Sometimes like with me, being condescending is a part of your subconscious and a part of kind of one of the the biases that you've experienced going along in life. It took me to be in a relationship with my wife to understand that I talked in a condescending manner. Right. And that was maybe 28 years down the line. I never recognized it. It was something that was part of my subconscious. So simply bringing it to someone's attention might help you out. Question number four is 40 too late to start a new career. 
Once again, that question is 40 too late to start a new career. I absolutely do not think 40 is too late to start a new career. In fact, I don't think you can put an age limit on starting a new career. As long as you're able, I fully support you starting a new career or getting involved in a new career, especially one that makes you happy and enhances your quality of life, right? So many times in this world, in this society that we live in, People feel like they're stuck in positions, they're stuck in jobs. And I always say this when I'm consulting organizations, you need to realize that every relationship is 50-50. This includes your relationship with your job, right? So if you reach a point where you don't feel like reciprocity is happening between you and your place of employment, then there, there needs to be a situation in which you have a conversation with your superiors about what you need on the job. If your needs are not met on the job, once again, like I said, relationships are 50-50. You have the right to walk away, provided you do it the right way and in an appropriate manner. You have the right to walk away from a position that you don't see fit or it just it, it doesn't do it for you anymore. Right. So it doesn't excite you or it doesn't create that passion. Right. 40, 50, 60, whatever the age is, I highly recommend changing a career if you're not getting reciprocity from your employer or if you're just not feeling fulfilled in life. Life is short. I recommend you live it to the maximum as often as you can. That includes at your job. Question number five, what have you learned from your first relationship that helped you later in life? Once again, that question is, what have you learned from your first relationship that helped you later in life? That's actually the first time I've ever been asked that question. And I had to do a little thinking on that. And I think the thing that I learned most from my very first serious relationship um, that helped me later on in life is coming to the realization that no matter how much someone loves you, no matter how much someone cares for you, no matter how much they tell you they love and care for you, um, if you do enough and, and you turn them off enough, then their neurological pathways will shut off for you, right? So they'll be turned off. They will no longer view you as the same. So that was important for me to realize because um, at that point in time, I thought like life was finite. So once you got into the point of relationship, you don't have to keep doing the work to please your partner or keep trying to identify creative things to keep your partner excited and keep the relationship fresh and open. Right. That wasn't something that I was aware of until after my first relationship. So I would say that um, when it comes to things that I learned in my relationship is that all things change, right? Things are always changing and it's best to be proactive in identifying your needs so that you're then able to work with your partner and, and help with their needs, right? And no matter what, no matter how much someone uh, loves you, how much, no matter how much you love someone else, sometimes things just don't work out. So that, that would probably be, I know that was a couple of different answers, but those that created the perfect storm for realization for me. So I couldn't just pick one of those, right? It, it, it's a combination of things that helped me see a lot clearer in terms of not only relationship, but in life, right? In life, you got to keep working and you got to keep pushing yourself and stepping outside your comfort zone as well. So I not only took that to my next relationship, but I, I applied those principles to life as well, where it's like, you got to keep putting in the work. You, you just got to fall in love with the work aspect and not necessarily the glory. Our bonus question today in the what would Tyrone do section, I have an issue with my coworker and I want to resolve the conflict. I'm typically used to resolving conflict in a physical manner. Would you recommend me doing that? 
<laughs> so it sounds like someone is emotion has lost their emotional control with their part or a coworker, excuse me, and they want to get into a physical confrontation with them. Listen, I would definitely not get involved in a physical confrontation with my coworker. For me, I would recommend you having a conversation with them about where you stand and listening and also being receptive about where they stand on the conflict. And if nothing else, just agree to disagree, right? This is how you feel. This is how I feel. I'm not compromising. You're not compromising. And that's not a bad thing. Please do not get yourself in a situation where you want to physically assault your coworker because now you're starting to talk about things that affect your bottom line, right? Stress, anxiety, pressure, all of those things come with working in any type of work environment. When you start to allow those things to hinder your bottom line, so your paycheck and getting paid, being able to provide for your family, then I start to think, I think personally, the lines start to get blurred. So have a healthy conversation with your coworker. Definitely do not put your hands on them. If if it gets to a point where you feel like you can't successfully have a conversation with them, this is where you get your supervisor involved, right? This is not the streets. This is not one of those situations where it's, oh, you have to follow these hood codes. This is, once again, your bottom line. So understand that and understand that don't take away from your family to lower your vibration for someone else. So I would not, once again, I would not get into a physical confrontation with my coworker because that would affect my bottom line. That's all we have for our questions on our Q&A episode. Remember, you guys are more than welcome to hit us up at TQLP20 at gmail.com with any any questions that you guys have for our big Wednesday episode. Once again, that email address is TQLP20 at gmail.com. Or you're more than welcome to hit us up on our Facebook page, The Quality of Love Podcast. We really, really appreciate you guys trusting us to answer your questions in a healthy manner. I also, I have to say this, I really appreciate the fact that I've gotten follow-up emails saying thank you for answering questions and thank you for kind of putting me on to something that I wasn't aware of. That's what this show was created for. So that's awesome um, kind of affirmation for me to, to, to keep these things going, to, to keep pushing and to keep striving to be better. So thank you to everyone that's reached out and not only trusting us to answer your questions, but also following up, letting us know that we did a good job of answering your question. All right. Feel free to hit us up each and every Wednesday. We'll try to get your questions answered anonymously, of course. Before we get out of here today, I just want to say thank you again to Push Buffalo, the organization that has me coming in on tomorrow, Thursday, to work with their staff on some collaboration and inclusion and just diversity in the workplace. I'm really, really appreciative and excited about going into an organization. I'm, I've been extremely blessed to, to continue to be able to have business opportunities during COVID-19 and during the pandemic. So I will definitely not take those opportunities for granted. I'm extremely excited about working with this organization. Buffalo meant a lot to me as a person, a lot to me, as a lot to my development, excuse me. So I just think it's awesome to be able to go back and work with an organization that has a direct impact on the youth out there. So that's where I'll be tomorrow. And I'll, uh, I'll connect with you guys at some point and let you know how it goes. Remember, guys, as always, the quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love.